Hello, I'm Diana Olenik, the host of the Alchemia Success Show. And today I'm with an amazing woman. She is Heather Tasher and she's a stress management and messaging expert. She is very, very happy today uh, to share with us all her strategies about scientific psychology and she's going to tell us about the Solopreneur Survival Guide which from he she is the ceo so thank you very much uh, heather for being here today with us we really want to know how did you get started in all of this amazing journey and what have you been your main learning points your strategies and all the topics that you want to discuss today about psychology and social media and all your expertise Thank you so much, Diana. I'm so excited to be here and share this with your audience. So I used to work as a registered nurse in intensive care units. And so what I was noticing is that the main reason that people found themselves in the ICU was a manifestation of their stress. There's so much research that links stress to a large number of chronic diseases and illnesses. So I know that if I really wanted to make an impact on people's health, I had to get out of that reactive side of medicine and I had to start attacking it at the source, which is our modern day stress that our body wasn't designed for. And as solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, we have so much stress. There's so much more pressure that we put on ourselves and that the world puts on ourselves. So there's a big stress pressure that we're putting on ourselves here. So I knew that if I really wanted to impact people, I had to learn more about this. And so I know that running a business, especially by yourself, can be really stressful, but people are missing out on the joy of building a business and learning all of these different things. And I came from, like I said, a nursing background, no business background, no marketing background, no social media. I wasn't even on Facebook when I first started my online business. So the learning curve was steep, but this is where learning how to control your stress response, especially as an entrepreneur, is so, so important because when we're stressed, we're not able to access that higher level thinking brain or like problem solving brain. Because if you think about it, if you're running away from a bear, which is what your stress response is designed for, contemplating the meaning of life and solving complex problems is not a priority. You're just trying to get to safety. So when we're having these other kinds of stress, our body doesn't know the difference. So it treats entrepreneurial stress the same way as if we were being chased down by a bear and it cuts off that higher level thinking brain. So we're stuck on instincts and their previous habits, but as an entrepreneur, we need to develop new habits, new information. So we need to learn how to turn off that stress response so that we can start to access that side of our brain that we so desperately need. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, I think that... There are so many things that we come from our own, you know, backgrounds and we don't perhaps many regular jobs. And then we jump into this and we kind of hit a wall. We don't know how to manage many things, a lot of information, a lot of things to learn. It's very stressful. It gets very stressful. Yeah. And usually we don't know how to deal with that. We think that going out of a regular job, sometimes we go out of those jobs because we feel stressed. <laughs> and then we hit the wall because we are still stressed in this type of, you know, thing that we want to create that is called business. There are so many things around businesses that when we are an expert, for example, an engineer, a nurse, a doctor, when it comes to have the business, we realize, oh, there are so many things that I actually don't know. And I thought that having a business was going to be easier, but it's not. 
So having that support there about the stress management and learning how to control ourselves or how to analyze ourselves and be more, you know, conscious and aware of how all of these, um, you know, feelings and emotions happen in the body can be really, really helpful. So in terms of that stress management, how is that you actually help people? Like they come to you and how is the process uh, of going, you know, to your own um, support with you? Um, and what and what would be kind of like a, like a strategy that you that you use for that? Absolutely. So there's there's multiple steps. Basically, what you have to do in order to control your stress response is you have to learn about how it works. And I'll explain a little bit about that in a minute and give one good strategy to turn our stress switch off. But truly, especially as entrepreneurs, the number one source of our stress is our inner critic because they are stressed out. They're worried about all these new things that we're trying to do. And our inner critic doesn't like change. So really, if we truly want to heal our stress response, we have to heal that imposter syndrome, that self-doubt, because otherwise you're going to be working on your stress response and controlling that, but it's like you're in a boat that's full of holes. And every time you do these stress response strategies, you're gonna be bailing up that boat with a little spoon. So it's gonna help a little bit, but it's not gonna really fix that big source. So really you do have to kind of attack it at the source. But that being said, there's lots of good ways where you can regain control of that problem solving brain that we really need to access. And so our stress response is a switch. It's either on or off. So you're either, in the off side, in the rest and digest side, that's the parasympathetic nervous system. And so that's when your breathing is calm and your heart beats nice and slow, your blood pressure is low, you're digesting your food and you're contemplating all of the problems you're working on. That's where we want to be. That's the ideal spot. But when we have these stressors pop up in our lives, whether it be for our business or not for our business, we, the stress response switch turns on. And so that brings us over into the fight, flight, or freeze response, the, para, or the sympathetic nervous system side. So on this side, our heart rate is fast and our blood pressure is high. We're breathing quickly. Our pupils are dilated so we can see everything. We're sending blood to the parts of us that help us get safe. But... The problem was that that safety mechanism relies on our in instinctual brain, not our problem-solving brain. So we need to be able to turn this stress switch off. And so everything that's happening on the, the fight, flight, or freeze side and the rest and digest side, they're always opposite. And so your heartbeat is fast on the sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze, and then there it's slow on the parasympathetic side. So it's the same for our breathing. When we're the stress switch is turned on, our breathing is very quick. But when we're in the rest and digest side, our breathing's nice and slow. So that's one of the easiest ways that we can turn off that stress switch is to control our breathing. And so I recommend this method. It's called the 555 breathing method. So you take five deep breaths for five seconds on the inhale, five seconds on the exhale. And what that does is it cues your body on a chemical and hormonal level to turn off the stress response. And then for entrepreneurs, we have so much stress throughout the day. We couldn't just turn it off once and help that stress switch stay off because there's all kinds of things that pop up. So for entrepreneurs especially, I recommend that we do this 555 breathing five times a day. And I know that that sounds like a lot, but if you do it when you first get up in the morning, before each meal, and then before you go to bed, that's five. That's and so you're going to continually turn off that stress response to keep accessing the side of your body and your brain that you need the most. 
-hmm. And it's just a simple thing that you can do. That's an amazing tip because I was going to ask you that sometimes we learn the strategies, but the problem is that we forget <laughs> to apply them. But this is great. This is actually great because it's easy. Now you don't have to deal with, oh, I forgot. No, it's every time that you do this natural thing, then it's easy to remember, right? That's right. And that's a great way to put new habits in is to attack them onto something you already do. Oh, that's great. That's a good strategy. Thank you for that. So people come to you, you teach kind of like all of this um, stress management and uh, how in your own experience, how quickly people can get results how, or how does it, does it occur or is like a treatment, is like a, a special sessions or how does it look like? Uh, so with those breathing techniques, you'll feel relief almost instantly. After those five breaths, you'll start to feel the adrenaline release from your body and relax. Um, I do a lot of five-day challenges that oh. work with the inner critic or work with certain of these techniques. And by the end of the week, you already feel a significant shift. Oh. So it doesn't have to take long. This is mm -hmm. your body is, it's complex, but not complex at the same time. There are lots of simple things that we can do for that. Yeah. And there's so many things too that we feel stress us out. So many things mm -hmm. about entrepreneurship that stress us out, mm -hmm. like messaging or what to post to social media or emails or like what to put on your about page or your yeah. homepage. And so a lot of the strategies that I share, especially for solopreneurs, are very much the mm -hmm. evidence-based strategy behind how to get a really high converting message and how yeah. to know what to share so that people will want to go on your email list they'll want to visit your website mm -hmm. yeah that's that's great yes it's very very helpful to know all of that and it's very applicable very like relevant and practical for entrepreneurs that's awesome thank you for sharing that when you mentioned the inner critic right is that the word that you said mm -hmm. the inner critic um because we are all new in this, uh, you know, stress management strategies. What do you mean by the inner critic? I know that you mentioned it like a voice, but is there actually, are you referring actually to something chemical that happens there in the brain? Is something that we can understand in that way? Or, 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 or how would you explain the, that inner critic? Great question. So our inner critic is a sub-personality within ourselves. Oh. So everybody has multiple sub-personalities. This is a common psychology theory. Mm -hmm. And basically what our inner critic is, is they are the part of us that has learned from our past experiences, from our belief systems and what we were taught. And it uses those as a rule book for what to follow for our life. And so when we try and do something new, like start a business or go live on Facebook, Book, our inner critic looks at the rule book and they're just like, oh, we don't do that. That's brand new. And so then they come up with things to say to us to make us stop. So it's this quiet voice or maybe not so quiet voice in your head that's saying, why would you want to go on Facebook Live? What do people judge you? What are they going to think of you? Is your hair okay? What do you look like? What are you going to say? Is anybody really going to listen to you? And they're going to say anything they can think of to make you stop because they don't know what that life looks like. They know what this current life looks like when you're not going on Facebook live, but they don't know 
what happens when you do. So it's scary. And so then they also ramp up your stress response and your body and that part of your mind start to work against you to make it harder for you to seek out those opportunities to get in front of new people, to grow your audience, to put yourself out there on social media and become a little bit more vulnerable so people get to know you. It's that voice that stops you and holds you back. Mm-hmm. So, so that means that we created it because it's a subpersonality? That's right. So we, it's not our fault. We didn't yeah. consciously create this. It's what we've been taught growing up. It's what we've seen other people in our lives doing. It's what we've been modeled by the, uh, our parents or teachers or any kind of role model in our life. It's what we see other people doing. And so unless you grew up in a very mm-hmm. outgoing, extroverted entrepreneurial household, This is very new for so many people. And so you've got to learn to control that part of you because otherwise it's really going to hold you back. Yes, yes, that's great. This is, as I mentioned, for anybody listening like new to this, it's like, what is that? What does she mean by inner critic? So it's very nice that you were able to explain how those are actually parts of the brain there that have a voice and it's like an actual entity kind of like like that i cannot explain it with the correct words i guess but it has a voice it (laughs) does and it has a voice that's separate from you Mm -hmm. So you are not your thoughts. You are the one thinking those thoughts. And so you have the ability to agree or disagree with a thought that comes in. For example, if you were to walk into an ice bath full of ice water and you started thinking, oh, the water's warm, the water's warm, the water's warm, your body would be like, no, it's not. And so it would disagree with that thought. So that part of you that can disagree with that, that's the true part of you. Your inner critic is a voice that's trying to give you information. And it's your job as the CEO of your life and your business to listen to that voice and decide, is it important or am I okay to go without? Because sometimes my inner critic now doesn't speak to me in that like aggressive negative voice. She brings up information for me and says like, oh, have you considered this? And sometimes I'll be like, oh yeah, that is a good point. Maybe we should think about that before moving forward. But other times I'm like, nah, it's okay. I think we'll be all right. So Mm -hmm. that's your job is to create that distance between your inner critic, your, that negative self-doubt voice and your Mm -hmm. true self, your CEO self. Mm -hmm. So, so where did you learn all of this? It's interesting, right? So I'm just curious, (laughs) where did you learn? Because it's interesting how it impacted your life, I guess, right? Like having now this understanding all of these concepts, I guess that is, and has been an interesting life for you and seeing the life in a different way being more in control or something like that? Absolutely. So it was, it took me about 10 years of research and reading and Mm -hmm. taking extra courses and uh, taking cognitive behavioral therapy training and whatnot as a nurse to then be able to apply these things. But a lot of what I've learned about mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques, and then a lot about the modern psychology, as well as Mm -hmm. neuro-linguistic programming, which really combines the two things. It's just such a powerful way to learn about that. Exactly. I think that for nurses especially, this would be a fascinating topic. Or I mean, if I were a nurse, (laughs) I would find this super helpful to actually help the patients, right? The patients could be going through a lot of things and they don't understand. And the nurse that doesn't have specifically this knowledge, knows that she has to help the, the patient with the structure that she got from school and the structure that she has from the hospital and everything, but not 
specifically this type of, uh, you know, psychology that can help someone to get rid of that, you know, state of mind where mm -hmm. they are trapped by fear or, you know, anger or any of those same uh, situations. So it's awesome. We really like that you are sharing all of these techniques <laughs> uh, with us. Thank you. So now that I know that you're kind of like expert in, in scientific psychology, right? <laughs> um, what would be the strategies that you could share with someone uh, in terms of the application of scientific psychology um, methods or, or uh, you know, steps or models for social media? Because you're also an expert in that field, so that's why I ask you that. <laughs> so what can you share with us in that regard? So I am very much a nerd. I like to read, research, and all of these That's things. Awesome. I'm sure it's already come out. I'm sure you guys kind of know it by now. So <laughs> everything which yes. I do in my business, I try and find some kind of scientific basis for it. And so mm -hmm. I was searching forever, like for years, trying to find how do I put the right thing in front of people on social media so that way they understand what I can do for them and so that they'll move forward through my sales funnel in the way that I hope that they will so that they'll be ready to buy from me someday. But when you look for something like that online, they say, talk about the what and the why, and then you do the how in your sales program. And I was doing that and it wasn't working. So I was like, okay, we need to figure something else out. Mm -hmm. So that's when I went back to my nursing background because I also did a time in public health where I was working with people to help them create positive change in their life. And I discovered the trans theoretical model of change. And so this was created by uh, James Prochoska in 1985, and it's been tested and tested and tested again and again and again. And no matter when it's been tested, whether it was like 40 years ago or now, it has been proven to be effective. And what it is, is this scientific understanding of the different stages of change. So before anybody's ready to make a change and step up and do something, which is what the action phase is, that's when they're ready to buy from you. Before anybody's ready to do that, they have to move through other stages. Mm -hmm. And so identifying these different stages for your audience is essential. So the stages are, the first is pre-contemplation. And so this is where people don't even know that they have a problem. So they're not really sure that they just know something's kind of off, but they're not really sure what the problem is. In contemplation, which is the next phase, that's where they know that something needs to change. And so they're going to start seeking out information. And that's where you're going to find people on social media. They know that they've got a problem. They're going to be seeking out information. They're going to see you on social media. So it's important for you to realize you're meeting them there. They're only in contemplation. The next phase is called preparation. And this is where people are ready to commit a little bit. They trust you. They know you a little bit more and they're ready to do something like a free five-day challenge or a free email opt-in that's going to be a little bit more intensive. It's not going to be just like a checklist or something. It's going to be something a bit more labor intensive that needs a bit more time. And once they've gone through that preparation stage, they're ready to take action. And that's the perfect time to put your product service program in front of them. And so then after they've gone through that, they move into the last stage, which is maintenance stage. And this is where having like a back-end membership site to your program mm -hmm. is an excellent idea because mm -hmm. everybody, no matter what kind of business you're in, from coaching to SEO and website design, somebody will want to have more information from you because as soon as they get this amazing transformation by purchasing your program, product, or service, mm -hmm. they're going to say, okay, what's next? What else can you show me? So you want to have that thing ready to go. So 
for an example, for the Solopreneur Survival Guide, my five stages look like this. The first stage, the pre-contemplation stage, is the dreamer. And so this is when we're like dreaming about our business. We're just like, ooh, it'd be so nice to have a freedom lifestyle and not have to go to work every day and all of these things. So that's when we're just like, ooh, dreaming. Mm -hmm. And then once you kind of get a little bit more settled, you move into the next stage, the contemplation stage. So this is when you become a builder. This is when you start to get your messaging a little bit sorted out. You're starting to try social media. You maybe built a website. You're kind of getting things sorted. Then when you're in preparation stage, this is when you're the streamliner. So now you're starting to make some traction, but now you need to figure out how to do this more efficiently because you're only one person. There's only so much you can do. So you've got to be able to use those stress management strategies and the efficiency strategies to be able to make it all happen. Then you move into the action phase, which is where you become that mindset warrior. And that's when you're ready to attack that inner critic, the negative self-doubting voice so that you don't have to be held back anymore. And then you move into the final stage, which is the maintenance stage, where you become the unstoppable CEO because you've got a business that works like clockwork. You've got clients coming in that are happy to pay you because you met them in the right place and your inner critic doesn't hold you back anymore. So nothing mm -hmm. can stop you. That's awesome. That's a great explanation how, as you mentioned, how scientifically you have done your investigation and you understand very well how all the process works. So what would be your two recommendations, two tips for the pre, um, what's the name? I forgot the name. The pre- Pre-contemplation. Pre-contemplation. Pre and the contemplation because i guess the message would be different right or it's actually different the way that you communicate uh, to someone in those different stages what would you have to say or communicate to one and the other what do you think about that great question so the good news is is the place where you're meeting people on social media with the pre-contemplation and the contemplation stage the strategies that you use to help them move on to where they're ready to go into the preparation stage to start taking mini action to be ready to buy from you mm -hmm. what you need to do in those stages is very similar so mm -hmm. focusing your content around addressing their beliefs and obstacles that are going to keep them from moving forward and then speaking to their current pain, their current struggle, and helping them realize that staying in that space is hurting them in the long run. So for the stress management side of things, I have, at this stage, I offer something that's called a stress risk assessment because everybody likes personality quizzes and things to learn more about themselves. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like that. So it's something to learn more about where I'm at right now and the impact mm -hmm. this is having on my life. Mm -hmm. So in the stress risk assessment, people can look at the stressors that they have had in their life for the past two years. And then the science shows us the risk of you developing a stress related illness because mm -hmm. of that stress that you've had. And then of course I offer other strategies that they can use based on the category they're in of the stress risk. So mm -hmm. something like that is really desirable at this level. So if you can think of other ideas for your business to help people understand the pain of staying where they are right now and not taking action, that's going to be a massive opt-in for you. Yeah, um, that's great. Yes, that's a um, good way to start approaching, you know, the, the stage in which they are and uh, understanding very well that in all of these stages, 
they have different, you know, phases that they can be going through and the content or the offering or uh, the discovery of those pain points have to be there to effectively communicate with them. That's great. So um, I understand that you help many entrepreneurs uh, in the stress, man stress management side, also the scientific psychology. Um, and also you have your um, solopreneur survival guide. Um, is there any other, you know, type of uh, feeling which you are helping them to, to grow their businesses in this uh, kind of like psychology side or, or any other offer that you have uh, available? Absolutely. So I also have a podcast. Yeah. I've structured it like a course. So each yeah. season is a different module. That's and so point. the first two seasons speak about messaging, because yeah. if you want to have a streamlined business, you have to have a streamlined message to start mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And so this I've learned from um, a bunch of different entrepreneurs. And one of the most influential ones for me was Brandon Lucero. And so he's best, he's, specifies himself in messaging and in this pillars format. And so I go into a lot of detail of how to do that on the podcast, because mm -hmm. when you can talk about the pillars of your program, it's how you can sell your program without sounding like you're selling. So it's massive. So that's called mm -hmm. the Solopreneur Survival Guide podcast. Oh, that's awesome. So it's available in all these platforms, right? Like iTunes and Spotify. That's this, right. This okay, that's awesome. We're gonna we're gonna leave the links so people can get connect with, with you and listen that's to your good. podcast. I want to say I find that the format is very awesome. <laughs> I think that is really a really good strategy because it's like if you were offering some sort of class also, right? Like it's awesome. It's like listening to the podcast that is teaching, you know, actual teaching at the same time and it's um you know it's very interesting i feel that listening to podcasts um if for example you want you want to incorporate some type of a uh, good habits in the morning running going to the gym listening to the podcast sometimes when you're exercising or when you're walking is a good way to you know perform a couple of things and uh and that feed your mind at the same time with very helpful stuff like, uh, stuff like this. So I really encourage people to go and visit uh, the Solopreneur Survival Guide podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Um, any other, um, you know, ways that uh, you're offering help? Uh, yes, so I do have a download as well. That's the Solopreneur Survival Guide Roadmap. So it gives you the step-by-step -step instructions on what I do for my one-on-one -on -one clients to help you mm -hmm. go from the dreamer of your business to the unstoppable CEO. Mm -hmm. Because when I started my business, I didn't have a couple extra thousand dollars to drop on some program. Yeah. And not most most of us don't, right? Like mm -hmm. that's a big ask so early on. And so that's why I created that podcast and this roadmap because it's what I wish I had when yeah. I first started. Mm -hmm. That is very beautiful. It's something that like, I feel that very creative people like you is always, you know, so kind in that way to express the creativity to be driven specifically in that way to help others, just to serve others uh, that maybe cannot access to that. This is the purpose of this podcast too, 
I just want to, you know, be able to share success with uh, other women when we think, when we are um, studying that critical voice that you say, the critic inner voice, um, we think that that's not possible. We think that it's not possible to have a business just like that. That is just for certain people under certain circumstances. So the purpose of the podcast is to teach that, no, it's not true. We are all real. We are, have all been through difficulties and challenges of all kinds, and still we are doing it. So it's just, a, and most of the people do it, not even for the fact of having a business, but the fact of, communicating with the world or expressing the art or creativity with more people and sharing that that you have inside. So it's interesting that at the end of the day, it's not the challenge of actually having business for some people, right? Not, not all the people. But I've seen that for most of the creatives, it's more the way to express that art or creative side. <laughs> so it's awesome that you have created all of those platforms and resources and everything. Because the truth is that creating all of this is not easy. Like it takes a lot of time, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of resources. It's like you're thinking what could be the best, could be the best behind that person in your mind all the time. So it's a lot of um, beautiful work. So I always, um, you know, a highlight all that big effort that many people is doing to help others, even, you know, free, all of this is free, all the stuff that you're sharing right now and your resources that you're offering are free. So we have to take advantage of that. And for anybody who is, you know, challenged right now with the stress management, who wants to learn about this scientific approach and to learn from Heather, this is the best opportunity to learn uh, from her. Uh, uh, also, you have a Facebook group, right? You said? Yes, I do. So it's called the Stress Survival Guide. So if you search for that mm -hmm. on Facebook, you'll be able to find that there. And we really focus very much on stress management and the mindset work behind that. Mm -hmm. So there are entrepreneurs in that group. There's also people from all walks of life in that group. So it's a nice, big, welcoming space. Yes, that's awesome. It's a safe space where we can feel identified with other people struggling with maybe the same challenges that we are having. So it's it's all good. It's a safe space to communicate. That's exactly. awesome. Because some want, of us feel like we're alone. We all feel like we're alone in our struggle until we see somebody else post something where it's like, yes. oh, you too? Yeah. And then like nine yes. other people in two seconds, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, me too. So it's just yeah. alone. That, he that helps. Yes, that yes. helps. There's actually really fascinating scientific research about that. So our stress, when we have lots of stress, um, it starts to attack our DNA. So on top of each DNA strand, there's these two little caps that sit up there. They're called telomeres. And so as we're stressed and prolonged stress, we, those caps disappear. And then our DNA starts to unravel. And that causes advanced aging. It causes risk for diseases like cancer. But they did research studies showing groups of people that come together just to connect and to feel like they belong somewhere and that they're heard. There wasn't even any facilitation happening. It was just people coming in to talk about their shared struggles. The DNA rewound itself and those caps regrew just because they were connecting with people. Mm -hmm. So when you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, you really need to get support because it's not only going to help you bounce ideas and learn from each other, but you're actually going to lower your risk of stress-related illness. So it goes hand in hand. Ah, that's awesome. There another evidence, another reason for what we really need to 
uh, be connected in that awesome community because um, it's going to be just, you know, all in the body is related and com by communicating with all of these people and being part of something bigger than ourselves, being part of these communities is where we start to see the real growth because we start to get connected and learn from each other and apply those things in the life and we all grow together. So it's very beautiful. I noticed yeah, that you love, you know, like all this investigation, you're very expert. What is your favorite book? The favorite book that you recommend anybody like that you say, oh, that book is the best. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. And so he's a quantum physicist. He's also a chiropractor and he's also a nerd. He also reads a ton. And <laughs> he just has this really fantastic way of looking at breaking down old patterns and habits that are keeping you stuck. Because as an entrepreneur, you're learning all kinds of new things. You can't keep being that person that you used to be. You have to start embodying the person that you need to become. And you need to start acting like that person now. So this book really helps helps you learn how to do that very quickly. Oh, that's awesome. Can you say the name again, please? Yes, absolutely. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. That's awesome. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. We have to go and read it. <laughs> yeah, I love that, those type of, um, you know, topics. Um, what else? Uh, what's one piece of advice that you can give someone just starting out? in the entrepreneurial world. That your success is inevitable so long as you don't stop trying. Keep experimenting, keep trying new things, but just don't give up because it is inevitable. I promise you. That's awesome, thank you. And speaking about success, uh, what is your definition of success? How have you experienced your, you know, your own success in your business, in your life? When you think about success, what is the first thing that comes to mind or what does success mean to you? So success to me means that I'm living as the person that I should be, the person that I'm meant to be. So I'm taking care of myself properly. I'm connecting well with my husband and I'm showing up for the other people in my life in a way that respects both them and myself. So once you can find that balance, that's when I knew I was really successful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, the reason why I ask about that is because the name of the podcast is The Alchemy and Success Show. And I think that I haven't done a good job at explaining what is alchemy in the first place and why success. So every time I ask a success, uh, what is success for many people? Because we are all different worlds, right? And I like to explore what does it mean for everybody. I think that is, is uh, beautiful to see the differences. But at the end of the day, everybody says the same. It's exactly what you said. So it's beautiful, yeah, that we all come to the same conclusion. When we are in the world online, we can see that this influencer, you know, and these people, and these people that book, and these people is famous, and so many speak about... Ah, the way the reason why you have to get this blueprint or this membership or whatever is because I um, have a uh, um, seven-figure business, and so it's kind of like to demonstrate, right, that they are the experts because they have done the money. But I am a little bit against that, and that's why I explore a lot the concept of success so people can understand that. 
it's not ultimately about the money. Like, yeah, we are in this because um, it becomes a way to sustain the dream, but it's not the ultimate goal. I guess that is linked also with the stress management. Many people get stressed because they don't get to those goals of money that they were promised to get through courses, through all of those offerings. And that is sad, right? It creates a lot of like, I am not enough, why I cannot get what these people is promising. But everybody is on a very, very different journey. So that's why I like to explore all of these questions and um, always value very highly all those amazing questions coming from very beautiful people from the heart, people like you. Thank you for the answer. Yeah, and what um, another thing that I like to ask sometimes, depends on the time, uh, we still have a couple of minutes. Um, <laughs> is if you could try, if you could time travel back twenty years, what would you say to your old, your uh, sorry, your, your younger self uh, about advice in terms of business or life in five minutes or less? So what I would tell myself. I wouldn't go back to change anything. I wouldn't try and change anything at all. I would yeah. tell myself that every struggle that you're going to encounter is there for a reason. And just to continue to sit in that uncomfortability and be okay with being the uncomfortable space because that's where a lot of my great aha moments have come from. Those big breakthroughs that have allowed me to help other people mm -hmm. have been through overcoming all of those challenges. And so I think at the time, you know, you'd almost give your left arm to get out of that challenge faster because it's just been so awful. But yeah. really all of those things truly shaped who I am and what I can teach now. Mm -hmm. And so 20 years ago, starting a business was not even a consideration. Never mm -hmm. thought that that would be happening. Yeah. So just to keep open, mm -hmm. keep your heart open and see what comes your way. And never cool. say no. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So what's your biggest challenge? The biggest challenge that you've encountered? Life. My biggest challenge is being a people pleaser. I have always, and like as a nurse, you're kind of in that personality anyway, very much in making sure everybody's comfortable and happy yeah. and taken care of and mm -hmm. all of those things. And so learning how to still live in my core value of compassion, mm -hmm. but in a way that also shows my self-compassion. And I think that's where it's really driven me to do a lot of that inner critic work and to teach other people how to do this because we've lost our compassion for ourselves. We wouldn't give up the seat on the bus for us. We wouldn't hold a door open for ourselves. We don't mm -hmm. think of ourselves in that compassionate way anymore. It's been trained out of us. So we need to mm -hmm. learn how to find that balance and put it back. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that is a, that is a challenge. <laughs> like learn, right? Like to at every moment have that balance. So how, how has been the process for you? Uh, there was definitely a lot of emotional release, AKA mm -hmm. crying, ugly crying. And I'm mm -hmm. just a crier and I know that, but it was, it was very healing. It's very yeah. different when you are on the other side of it. And I know it's scary when you're early into this people pleasing healing to look and see like, well, what does my life look like that? But that is where your inner critic and your stress-based fear response is kicking in to try and hold you back because we don't know what that person looks like. But once you're there, oh my gosh, it is 100% worth the journey. Ah, that's very beautiful. Wow, that's very, very awesome. So what is coming next for all your business or your vision or your projects or plans that you have for your business? Well, I, 
I'm currently in the middle of launching a mm -hmm. mindset reboot program again. I run it twice a year. And so we're doing the inner critic five day challenge to start that off. Mm -hmm. But those happen twice a year. So you can definitely mm -hmm. look forward to the next one if this is something that's resonating with you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, launching my membership site for the solopreneurs. So the podcast does a lot of the, it teaches everything. Like I definitely do not hold anything back. But if you want mm -hmm. the how to, walkthrough videos and everything like that. That's what's going to be in the membership site. So there's definitely a lot of stress learning the new technology to run a new membership site. But <laughs> yes, it, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. You're yes. saving and you have your heart that I can see. So yes. it's beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> And that's it too. Like, I think as entrepreneurs, we burn out faster because we're so passionate about what we do. Mm -hmm. So it's so easier for that stress to hit us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it's, um, yeah, a beautiful um, type of journey, right? Because if for some reason, when I was working in a regular job, there were many things that I couldn't see when being in this journey. And in special in terms of self-discovery self about myself, you know? So mm -hmm. for me, it's like a transformational journey. So the first word that I forgot to explain when I said that the name of the, the podcast is Alchemia, Success. Alchemia is a word in Spanish and in English means alchemy. And we know alchemy is transformation. So it's kind of like a transformation for success. And that's why I like to ask people, how have you transformations? Because for me, it's like a magical alchemy. It's like magic, like how the magic happens there and the person becomes, wow, successful. Oh, I <laughs> so love like, that. Yeah, it's very, it's very like philosophical also, but I don't <laughs> express that philosophical thing because um, it's like part of like the inner uh, journey that I have but it's more it's even more like a spiritual uh, but at the end of the day all of this you know business and all of this world seem compared with the spiritual world a little bit more you know mundane materialistic it's at the end of the at, at the end of the day it's also spiritual everything so that's why I decided Absolutely. to put that that name because it's about transformation uh, yeah, so it's a, it's very exciting to um, always have this amazing opportunity to connect with wonderful women like you. I have to say you're super smart, you're super knowledgeable, super expert in all of these topics, and we cannot say any different to thank you very much for all that um, insight, all that lecture that you have given us about your expertise in the field of stress management and scientific psychology applied for, you know, all of these topics that are, everybody's, you know, like um, a little bit stressed about, you know, managing many things in the online world, social media, uh, platforms, uh, memberships, courses, uh, coaching, <laughs> many things. So it's very great to, um, hear from people like you who are an expert um, to help us to deal a little bit better with this um, journey that sometimes can be stressful. Thank well, you. Thank yeah. you so much for creating such a safe space for everybody to come in and share and work with each other and collaborate because I really am very grateful for this. So thank you. Yes. And before we go, before I forget, <laughs> I remember that you 
have some expertise there that you apply from the scientific psychology for like social media in general, but also you you have you seem to have a lot of um you know expertise about how this applies to for people who are creating an opt-in, what is called an opt-in offer, or what is called um you know the first piece of information or value that you create to offer that is like free. I think that you mentioned that um you were able to speak a little bit just very quickly about how you apply your scientific psychology strategies to create something that people really want to get in terms of uh, if you're creating an opt-in offer or an initial value offer for people. Mm -hmm. How do you apply those strategies so people actually want to get what you're offering? So things that help people discover more about themselves is always a safe bet. So again, mm -hmm. like with the stress risk assessment, that one was really really well uh, received. Another one which goes really well is to discover your three core values. Because again, you're helping people discover things about themselves. Mm -hmm. But you want to help people discover things about themselves as it relates to your offer. Exactly. So for someone that has like an SEO business, I don't do SEO. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand that. Very confusing. Then that's what I feel, right? So the mm -hmm. They're at my pre-contemplation or contemplation phase. I feel like SEO is too complicated. I don't really know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. So a good opt-in offer for this space is to show the five laws of SEO that never change. And I can't list them for you because I can't remember them, but I know that there's five laws of SEO that never change. So mm -hmm. if you give them an offer like that, then they're going to be like, oh, this is easier than I thought. And they'd be mm -hmm. able to work more with you. Also, if you give them like a website audit that gives them things to go and check boxes to see if they are putting those five uh, mm -hmm. laws of SEO into action. Mm -hmm. That's a really easy opt-in because everybody wants to know, ooh, website audit, how's my website doing? Sure, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll sign up for that. So go for things that people will want to use to learn more about themselves that will also highlight the pain of staying stuck at that spot because mm -hmm. then that will make them want to learn more from you next. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super great that you were able to check all of these strategies. It's, um, you know, it's incredible all the knowledge that you shared. Um, and it's all free, so it's um, very beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that this is going to be returned to you by the laws of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, yeah, it's an amazing job that you are doing. Um, is there anything that you wish I had asked you today, Heather? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of different things. So yes, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Okay. So it's great. Thank you very much, Heather, for being here with us today. And we wish you all the best. And of course, we're gonna go and check uh, the Facebook group and uh, keep in contact so we can continue learning a lot about how to manage our stress management level and apply all of these strategies for all well-being. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Diana. I really appreciate the time. Yes, thank you very much. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.